0: a green core 14 forge of the a rich a colossal serum the denan fallen throne is minnor hamahan hain of the some of the van kelisivine sits on the top of cenorus a firkin forge forge carrier a red lair a colossal herds with balia could occult to forsterly kilure as a commalashin a commid commad goodness a come uh, dear friends and distinguished guests, I just wanted to say on behalf of Sabine and myself, let me thank you most sincerely for joining us uh, on this joyous occasion, a very important occasion. Thank you for braving the elements for the unveiling of Rachel Joint's, what is just a stunning work, Jack on Nanini, The People's Acorn. Now there were so many people involved in the creation of this work that we literally couldn't fit you all in one room in the Auris and so this event has been, as they would say, in the GAA in two parts. <laughs> Uh, just before the unveiling, I spoke to 170 children from seven schools in different parts of, of this island and now have an opportunity of speaking to yourselves. <clears throat> May I just say as well, because I think it's important, that from the very beginning the idea that we would have something to recall all of those events of 1916 was something that was incredibly important to Sabina. I've been with Anne Now, <laughs> yeah, I've mentioned the seven schools and their teachers and all of the children that we've just left and, and how enthusiastic they were. But I also wanted to welcome the Bial- some sp- special people. The Bialtana Writers Group from the Lewis Day Centre in Sean McDermott Street. They gave of their time uh, and to work with Rachel Joint and poet Inda Wiley uh, to share their memories and their perspectives on life in Ireland. It's very important that we don't fall into a terrible fallacy of assuming that older people just do memories and younger people just do dreams (laughs) and both in fact do very very well together but their words and thoughts on those occasions they met uh, Rachel and Inda they're now sealed within the sculpture, and they'll be pondered over with the others by the children of the twenty-second century. And your names, I tell them, now will like those of each of the children who were with us earlier, will be forever arched on Jacques Conanini. In fact, it was wonderful to see the children finding their names on the beautiful piece. I do want particularly to recall uh, uh, Elizabeth O'Carroll, who chaired the Bialton Group's input to the project. Um, Elizabeth died since the workshop, and I was very pleased earlier to have the opportunity of meeting Tom. and you are so welcome, Firkin Faulcher <laughs> wrote uh, the uh, special to homage. I know that Elizabeth is not only missed, of course, by her family, but by all of the members and friends in the Beltoner Group. Since 2012, we've been collectively engaged in a period of reflection, a decade of commemoration on the momentous of events of a century ago uh, that would lead to why people like me and you are standing here in the home of the President of Ireland lead to an independent state. These events led to the partition of Ireland and they would eventually lead to, lead to the birth of a republic. And... It was as we were here, uh, and walking around the, the grounds, that Sabina and I decided that Our on the home of the President of Ireland, should mark these centenary commemorations not only through the hosting of events, and I think I spoke in 2016 at 600 events, but I think that we should also uh, do something that would leave a permanent artistic Reflection and interpretation of what we had been doing by way of reflection and for example in the same spirit next year we will install an artwork another one public piece for the those who will visit the Auras commemorating the 1913 lockout but today we're celebrating recalling the Easter Rising with what I can just say I believe is a very beautiful new addition to the grounds of Aura and What we sought was an artistic piece that would be an appropriate and permanent tribute to the women and men whose effort and sacrifice contributed so much to Irish freedom. That would be a symbol that would also serve as an inspiration towards realising the promise of a real republic, a true republic, which is, of course, a prospect that remains as a challenge for us all and will be a source of reflection for those who visit the beautiful sculpture. Today I want especially to welcome Okohoirehe, that I want to welcome the relatives of the signatories of the proclamation who are here, and of the other participants in the Rising who've joined us for, for this occasion. I am so pleased that you have been able to join us, and I hope that you, when you when you see, that you regard regarded as a worthy symbol of the generous actions of your ancestors. I hope that what we have achieved with this commemorative work will be a fitting tribute to the memory and vision, the signatories of the proclamation, but also all those who stood with them and those who would recoil afterwards and support to their fate and who would be part of their vision. It is an accolade, I think, to our shared past and it is in this way also, when you look at the acorn and the time capsule within it, it is a wonderful beacon for a brighter future. All of us as citizens of Ireland are now living in an Ireland that was shaped by the actions and vision of your ancestors, who with other men and women took to the streets in Easter Monday, 1916, to make a demand for independence and to respond directly uh, to the consequences of imperialism in Ireland. There were those who participated, were women and men who risked everything in their different ways, fighting for freedom and inspired by the declaration of a republic and the dream of a better, fairer, inclusive, new future. And we should not forget that the rebels, while they were a group that had a variety of talents, they had a shared belief in the independence of Ireland, amongst their number were socialists, feminists, republicans, devout Catholics, Protestants, atheists, radicals, and other ideologies. And somewhere, several of these all at the one time, but in their different ways, they shared a dream of an alternative existence to that of subjugation of the Irish people and their culture, and they rejected any imposed deference to empire. I've mentioned my speeches during 2016. They emphasized that all of the participants in 1916, and indeed those of the decades of the revival that went before, had come to perceive and recoil from what was a constant theme in the assumptions of the imperialist mind. It was that those dominated in any colony, such as Ireland, were somehow lesser in human terms. In language, culture and politics. The historical evidence for this view was all around in the circumstances of housing, hunger, immigration, exclusion, language loss and above all in cultural assumptions as the cultural freedom that was allowed was a freedom merely to imitate or a suggestion to ingratiate. While the vision for the future of those we recall and honour today was set out in the proclamation, I think it can I think, be, be viewed in retrospect as a challenge which remains for us succeeding generations, an ideal that has yet to be achieved. It was such thoughts and reflections that drove Sabine and I, as we walked around these grounds, to say. Something must be here to set down a challenge then, as which we sought to our own artists. And this challenge was to capture in the one work the foundations we have been bequeathed by that revolutionary generation and those that succeeded it. The part that all of us are called upon and have the opportunity to play in our national project, our national story. As we seek to achieve the promise and potential of the future for all our people. So often in my speeches in twenty sixteen I spoke about our Vedrakti Gonchoran at Andwin. To this end in twenty fifteen we invited renowned artists and sculptors to make proposals for such an artwork to be placed here in the grounds of our Sinutron. Each of the sculptors was highly accomplished and they all had reputations as exceptional artists who we were confident she would bring reflective and imaginative ideas to the project we had outlined. We were delighted at the positive and enthusiastic response we received. Some of the 14 artists who submitted proposals are with us today. I so want to thank you for your engagement and for the truly wonderful and inspiring ideas that you put forward we realized from the beginning that choosing all the profound and very different between all the profound and very different proposals would require the application of exceptional and experienced individuals who together could discern the most appropriate sculpture for its intended setting so we were absolutely delighted when our very first choice of jury members to oversee the project, that they responded positively to our invitation and gave freely of their time and energy. I so want to thank them, Mila Buickes. The formidable minds and talents of Jenny Houghton, Robert Baller, Sean O'Leary, Imogen Stewart were brought together and set to the task of making the difficult choice a very difficult choice, which involves several stages of consideration, interrogation, and distillation. The jury was expertly chaired by Katrina Crow, under whose guidance this project ran so smoothly. A model to the country in terms of smooth running everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Mohanheen Marucht Ronain is a son of Ankele Saiveen, Mele jury shen. To that jury, Sabine and I express our most sincerely our thanks for your efforts in this endeavour. <laughs> what we propose set a very challenging brief for you and for the artists, and we both are absolutely delighted and feel that you made an inspired choice and I hope it gives you much satisfaction to see the people's acorn having moved so successfully from concept to realisation. I would also like to publicly thank the Dun Institute of Art, Design and Technology for facilitating the participation of Jenny Houghton. And I so want to apologise to any of those students who may have had to miss a lecture when she was helping us out here. But let me take the opportunity to to thank the small army of civil and public servants who have quietly and efficiently contributed to the successful execution of this project. The state working significantly on a major art project. Much like the entire 2016 commemoration program, this project has been a demonstration of the very best of our public service and our public servants. When given a challenge, officials in the Department of the Department of Culture, Heritage, the not only helped to secure the funding for the project, but also assisted greatly in its administration. Our partners in the Office of Public Works, we were on hand to provide crucial advice and guidance to the jury on procurement, planning, landscaping, architecture, horticulture. OPW staff oversaw the planning process and worked closely with Rachel's team during the installation. And like much of what we do at Oris and the OPW was very vital at every stage of the process and helpful. I'm going to <clears throat> Now, we're so pleased, and this is interesting, that the Broadcasting Unit from the Houses of the Oireachtas agreed to record the development of this project from the very beginning. We've been posting video clips from the workshops with the, the, workshops with the children and the older participants. And of each stage of Rachel's creative work on the piece, to the installation on the grounds here and even to today's proceedings, and the final program, we understand, will be broadcast on Iraqthus TV. And we've seen a teaser for that earlier. So, mila buikis And it's wonderful to see it. I've looked at the piece and it's very impressive. Om o I, Here, it's worth it. Tosha Tilchaka, August I would also like to thank our own staff, and Fane here, our own staff here in the Oras for their work on this project. And of course, Nadine your father, the whole team of people who work in Lutron for making days like today such a success. On Upper, Upper The people who are working here make all of these kinds of events possible. Now, Mother Lesh and Fame and Jarkon Nanini, the People's Acorn, Nifedel Maroca Wilm with Horvath Rachel Joint, about the piece itself. Rachel Joint is such a gifted artist. We were familiar with her work for many years, but her idea captured beautifully what we'd asked for. Trislim le Rachel, as an airk that ake. I so commend you, Rachel, for this wonderful piece, and I thank you, and I salute Indawiley, Wiley, a fellow poet, for her contribution to this work, and I thank her most sincerely for the part she played today. I congratulate you both on what you have achieved. when you go out and look at it and touch it, the texture of it, Leo Higgins and the staff at Cast Foundry brought Rachel's dreams to reality and I thank you for that. And the staff of Saxa Landscaping and Nicholas O'Dwyer Consulting Engineers made sure that the sculpture was expertly installed and will remain accessible to visitors for centuries to come. Now as I mentioned earlier, the detail of all this work and the craftsmanship involved has been captured in video. Rachel has also produced a publication and a poster for the children, which gives the context of this public art commission and tells the story of Rachel's idea, the input of the hundreds of children and adults, and it also details the creative and fabrication process in the very best sense of artwork. It is so important to capture these things, and a Dublin based company, Language, helped Rachel to design and produce these documents and I salute them on their excellent work. ska, It is of the highest standard. I can think of no better soundtrack to this day than that we have already heard and is most interesting and what is promised for later, the Illan pipes, the Ilian, which in Ireland we may have taken for granted as a profound acoustic connection to our musical past and a medium of contemporary culture and artistic expression. It has now been recognized by UNESCO and added to the representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. That's a great (laughs) and you have been listening to the pipes wonderfully played by Gay McKeon, Joseph Byrne and Jackie Martin. So gum guicus live a -a 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 courthomit, it's new August thorpe. We are also honoured to be joined by two women who are no less than icons of music in Ireland. I'm delighted to welcome Mary Cochlan, Sharon Shannon and Alan Connor who are with us today and have agreed to perform for us for a little while. In regard to the Darkon and any of the people's acorn, I have decided to leave it to Kathrina Crowe to reflect more fully on the piece itself. Suffice it to say that in our opinion, it is truly beautiful. Given its symbolism, it is highly appropriate that Rachel chose to involve hundreds of citizens, young and old, in the execution of her plan and gave them the opportunity to include their stories and their ideas in the final artwork. Jarkon and Nina, the people's acorn, will now stand in Oris and Uthron. And you will see the six the, the trees, the Sabina was very insistent in fact actually, <laughs> rather taking up an idea that had been neglected from the Barton family and so on and it's now done. The people's acorn will stand in Oris and as a permanent testament of what happened on our shared journey towards the republic where we all have a place and of which we can all feel proud. Mother Livheen, come, we can live our fathers, Chiktanu. It's is Sulam, Dominic Chanuf, our son, Gwideliad and Law. Mili Bweekes, you are all so welcome to be sharing this occasion with us. Thank you very much.